Welcome to the Advice and Insights Podcast with David L. Bonson. Hello and welcome to this week's Advice and Insights Podcast. This is David Bonson, the Chief Investment Officer at the Bonson Group, coming to you with a weekly screed on a topic near and dear to our hearts and something important to you and your thinking as an investor. And this week, I'm on a really, it's going to be short and sweet, but very uh, important topic where we're going to pour into state of corporate credit. And this is a topic that sounds so boring and is striking many of you, even, even as I say it, as immaterial to your interest or needs. And yet I suggest to you as the number one singular most important thing to investors that are invested in stocks, in real estate, in bonds, in cash, it, uh, around Federal Reserve Monetary Policy, at the heart of all those things that kind of come up uh, and drive valuations and will drive economic activity and drive uh, valuations, behavior, uh, set risk levels. At the heart of it all is uh, the state of corporate credit. And, and the quick explanation of it is that we're dealing right now with the successful results of an economy that went about releveraging after the great deleveraging of the financial crisis. Okay. So we uh, are we talk a lot about the fact that the Federal Reserve added something in the range of three and a half billion, close to four billion dollars to their balance sheet through three rounds of what we call quantitative easing. Uh, and they essentially bought treasury bonds and mortgage backed securities from Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, put them on their balance sheet uh, and and now had that much more money available to serve as excess reserves into our national banking system. The idea was to drive more liquidity into the economy to make up for what had become a great liquidity pinch coming out of the Great Recession. Uh, There are plenty of things to argue about around the policy, both the philosophy of it and the execution of it. But when you look at roughly $4 trillion of investment grade corporate credit that existed at 2009 and then about $8.5 trillion now, it is no coincidence that more or less the amount of additional liquidity that the Fed pumped in the economy is what uh, you see um, extended in corporate credit markets. So, so companies have borrowed more money and out of that, They've put it into good uh, productive economic uses. Um, Otherwise, they would not be doing it. And otherwise, we wouldn't have gotten the GDP growth and, of course, the profit growth you see embedded in the S&P 500. So you say, well, what's the problem? Well, the problem is the laws of economics, the laws of nature are such that when you um, are, are vacillating between boom and bust cycles and your solution to a bust is to try to create a boom, then sometimes what you have out of a boom is another bust. And when credit gets overextended and you end up falling into what you could call irrational allocation of capital, excessive leverage, um, then risk gets heightened in the economy. Now, are we in a position like we were pre-2008? Well, we are most certainly not. And not the least of which is because the primary credit extension or credit excess that drove the 2008 financial crisis was the over-levered consumer with mortgage debt that was uh, just utterly insane. The fact of the matter is that the U.S. consumer 
is sitting at about a 44-year low. I've talked about this recently. And their debt level relative to household net worth. Um, a lot of the the re, um, excuse me, deleveraging that took place out of the financial crisis, getting uh, mortgage relative to house values stabilized, and then total new paradigm as to who can qualify for what kind of loans and who can extract what equity. All those things have done their job at resetting leverage rates for the individual, the mortgage borrower and the consumer. Uh, so there's not been a lot of re-leveraging in uh, the the individual marketplace amongst households, but there's been an incredible amount of leveraging in the corporate sector. And you see now um, debt to uh, EBITDA that was about two times coverage is now two and a half. Uh, excuse me, uh, the debt level divided by EBITDA was about two times, now two and a half. And the coverage ratio that was about nine times greater cash flows than debt interest service is now eight times. So, you know, about 16% reduction. Nothing catastrophic, but enough to indicate a lot of frothiness. We're at all-time highs in debt, corporate debt relative to GDP, kind of back to the same percentage level we were in 07 and other peak points of cycle. So my view on this subject is sanguine in the sense that I'm not saying we're in insanity land, but it is not... Uh, Pollyannish, because I most certainly believe that when you get some form of economic contraction and vulnerability, it will spiral and it will become a worse problem than it presently is. So it speaks to the idea to be very selective, very conscientious of uh, conditions of, of credit and liquidity and and uh, healthy financial metrics and what you own individually and what it represents in the broader economic spectrum. Um, But the Fed is uh, very fearful of economic conditions worsening while credit levels in the corporate economy are this high and them not having any tools to offset what would become a pretty quick recession should things reverse that way. So uh, ironically, to get to a position to defend against a recession, the Fed may very well end up creating a recession. But I'm pretty sure I've summed that up the right way. That's more or less the tension point at which we face. So they're going slow. They're going measured. They're not reducing their balance sheet very quickly whatsoever. But what uh, is happening is that uh, corporate credit levels have gotten up to to pretty, you know, uh, high points and which if they were to extend much beyond this from a ratio standpoint, you could consider it to be excessive leverage and and uh, really setting yourself up for a big risk off environment. Our position is to favor uh, individual equity holdings that are less financially precarious and on the bond side of our client allocations to favor uh, fixed income weightings that are largely immune from a lot of the credit risk and spread risk and instead more focused on bonds that act like bonds. Um, So that is sort of the lay of the land in this week's advice and insights. I don't 
uh, believe that you could come up with any question that I would resist answering around this subject from the levered loan uh, uh, market, the levered bank loan market, high yield bonds, the various uh, direct middle market lending issues that are taking place, the differences that we see right now in private investment grade bond issuance versus public. There's a lot of nuances in this subject, but all point back to the management of liquidity in the corporate economy and what risk that means is being added in and what opportunities may exist for investors. Uh, Our position is to maintain exposure to opportunity through high quality, but then to reduce risk by uh, limiting exposure to excessive leverage. Reach out with any questions anytime. We hope you've enjoyed this week's advice and insights. And we encourage you to review us on iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher and, and to subscribe to your chosen, chosen medium uh, so that um, it can help our numbers. And um, from there, we can uh, do more to help you. How's that sound? Uh, listen, enjoy your weekend. Thank you for listening to Advice and Insights. We look forward to coming back to you at the very end of November, going into December with a new edition of Advice and Insights. Thank you for listening to our Advice and Insights podcast with David L. Bonson. The Bonson Group is registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk, and there's no guarantee that the investment process or the investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance and is not a guarantee. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced herein are from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analyses, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as general market commentary. It does not constitute investment advice. The team in Hightower shall not be in any way liable for claims and make no expressed or implied representations or warranties as the accuracy or completeness of the data and other information or for statements or errors contained in or omissions from the obtained data and information reference herein. The data and information are provided as of the date referenced. Such data and information are subject to change without notice. This document was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of the team and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors, LLC, or any of its affiliates.